Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. Okay, so our third 2D20 rules breakdown. Uh, we are looking at truths or traits. Okay? Depending on the game. Um, um, the reason they have two names, they were, for most of the games, they were called truths. And for some reason in the SRD, they're called traits. And in some things, they're called traits now. So what is a truth or a trait? Um, these are things you will see in other games. They might be called uh, distinctions. They might be called, in, in fate, these are aspects. Mm -hmm. These are straight up, these are aspects. These are tags from a game like that. Any kind of game which has written descriptors of things. Um, this is, is what they are. So essentially, you normally break them down to three. You have personal traits or truth, which describe maybe a personality thing or something special. Ninja could be a, 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 a trait, or it could be, uh, you know, grumpy that's not a very good one but it could be. elite commando yeah yeah go. um you know death defying so it's going to be something about the character it could be a background thing it could be a profession thing it could be your species okay uh or it could be a personality thing okay? that's it so that's a but, but it's something that is it's not just an adjective it's a bold-faced adjective it's something that is is meaningful and special and says something or implies something about what that character's all about, what they might be able to do, and how they might interact with other characters and situations. It's something it, it is a descriptor that has some that is probably gonna have some kind of story and mechanical expression. That's key here. Yeah. So then as well as that, we have location traits. Um, so the examples we've got here, city street, sounds a bit rubbish, rowdy tavern, dense forest. It's something that more than just the location, something that's a bit more about it. It gives you an idea about how you might interact with it. Like if it is a, a muddy swamp, that says something about yeah. sight lines. It maybe says something about you moving through it. Yes. It's not just the trees are green. Yeah. Linked to that, we have situation, or I would call them scene traits which are things like darkness, notable mm -hmm. weather condition, you know, there's heavy rain, thick fog, snow. Um, the fact that there's loads of stuff in the way, okay? So the, the yeah, yeah. poor visibility, those kind of, usually something which is going to affect how you are playing that scene. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then the last one we have, which to be fair, you don't always see in all the version 2D20, is equipment traits. So some won't use this, some games will use this. Uh, and kind of like a, a personal trait, it'll be something specific about an item so really, rather than having a load of extra rules explaining how something works, it just has a simple trait that kind of says, you know, fly in jetpack. So then because you have a jetpack, you're going to be able to fly, which will yeah. bring us on to what do traits actually do? Yeah. And traits do one of four things. They either make something possible, they make it impossible, they make it harder, or they make it easier to do. And this so, is where I love, and I call them traits. It's nice to have, you know, you, you as a GM want to provide descriptors that, that give the characters a sense of what, what's unique to this scene, this situation, this character, this thing, that gives them an idea about what they can do or how they might go about doing things. How then do you translate that into something mechanical without some kind of horrible system of pages upon pages of modifiers? 
Yeah. 2D20 solves this by saying possible, impossible, harder, easier. And that's the, easy, yeah. that's the easiest way to deal with this. You could say, for example, like I as GM could spend threat, and we're not going to get into how these things are created so much as just what they are. If I had set up a situation whereby my party of adventurers comes by and they find a wagon, okay, and the axle is broken, one of the axles is broken, I'll say, okay, I'm just establishing there's, there's a trait on this thing, the axle's broken, which means you're not going to be able to attach a horse to it and just ride down the road. It is now moving the thing normally is now impossible. If they spend the time, let's say they do an extended test to like hack down a tree and fashion another axle and put the thing on there. Okay, well, now your actions removed that trait. Yeah. It's no longer broken with a capital B. Now it is possible to put your horse on the thing and ride it down the road. And if you go to the example I said earlier, I said jetpack, rather than having a whole bunch of rules, jetpack could simply have a true of flying. You have a jetpack, yeah. therefore... You can fly. If you don't have a jetpack, you can't fly because you you know, we're not Real simple. Um, and that's it. So now the two other ones are very, very straightforward. Okay. Mm -hmm. A trait is either going to make something easier or harder. So the examples of most of those weather and terrain conditions and the lighting, you know, darkness and so on, those are all going to make combat, particularly shooting, more difficult. There we are. That's it. You increase the difficulty by one, maybe two for something really extreme. Right. So that truth existing, that trait existing, just increases the difficulty uh, by one. Mm -hmm. Or decreases it. Yeah. So in the case of the easier one, um, you're, you know, can't think of an example of something that makes it easier. But you've got a scope on a gun, and that's going to make it easier. So long range things, you reduce the difficulty of that long range by one. Yeah. Or how about this? Here's an interesting thing too, something to consider about traits or truths is that a lot of them are not inherently positive or negative. They're just, they're, they're a descriptor that has a mechanical expression. So for example, your character could be, I, I don't know why I got GI Joe on the brain here. And I'm thinking like Duke, you know, you are like the quintessential, like military man. Okay, great. That in social interactions could be helpful in one situation. You go somewhere like, you know, you, you, you go to the, the officer's club and or like, you know, the, the, the retired veterans, you know, uh, club. And that's really helpful. You go to the college campus where there's a bunch of hippies and it's not helpful. So it's just a trait. It's just a thing that is about you or about that character and the GM and you could adjudicate it differently depending yeah. on the circumstances that are around you and so you can see how this would work really well with species in a fantasy game you're an elf okay so elf means a thing um if you're in an elf community and you're trying to get help from elf friends probably lowers the difficulty by one or maybe it keeps it the same if everybody else it's higher but you go and talk to some dwarves those dwarves hate you because you are an elf yeah and so it's going to make things harder um so you know these are it's a very very straightforward system so that's it okay that's what truths are and that's the four things they can do, truths and traits that they either make something possible, impossible, easier or harder. That's it. That's it. Quick bit of advice. Um, Use them. I've seen GMs and I've done this too, where sometimes you write on file cards. I've done this with Star Trek adventures, like fire, no lights, smoke, whatever. And you can just dump those on the table. And you're like, this is, this is your environment right now. So everyone sees the traits that are active in a given scene and it gives them a strong sense of these are the, again these are the descriptors that matter enough that they're going to be expressed mechanically somehow other than just you know flat out just narrative description of a of a of a person place or or thing
Yeah. But like I mentioned right at the start, your very old 2D20 games, Conan, Infinity, Conan doesn't exist anymore, but Infinity, Mutant Chronicles do not have truths and traits. There's some of the more recent right. ones, like Dune, almost rely entirely on truths. Yes. The, the game revolves around them, which mm -hmm. makes them a much more narrative experience. If you are looking for a narrative version of 2D20, um, look for ones that put the yep. truths front and center. Yeah, Dishonored, Dune uh, uses them like that. I say that um, Octon Cthulhu and, and um, what's it called? Uh, Star Trek Adventures, Fallout are generally close to one another. But yeah, yeah I, it's, I, I think that they have, they have hit upon a really clean way to connect well between the concrete of numbers for rules and the abstract of ideas that come out of the narrative. There we go. There we go. So thanks as always for listening to this episode. Uh, make sure to uh, like. And subscribe. And subscribe, both those things. And we would love for you to leave some comments, start a conversation uh, with us and with others. Or come and join us on our Discord. Both. The links to those are, where are you supposed to point? I don't know, down here somewhere. That's right. The links are below. That's what you're supposed to do on YouTube. So we just did that. All right. Groovy. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for listening to Fluff and Crunch. You can join our Discord. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, all through the links in the show notes. Thanks again. Have a great day. We look forward to talking with you.